Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hello, friend. I am so glad that you are here. We are continuing in our little mini-series, walking through the four pillars of the Love Your People Well podcast. And, um, you know, I did the calculation and figured out, okay, by the, end, by the time we finish this little mini-series, we walk through our four pillars, answering the questions of what's it, what does it mean? Why is it important? How do we do it? We're going to be at 10 episodes, which is super exciting. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, friend. Today, we are looking at the question of how do we love God well? And this is building specifically from our last episode where we answered the question of what does it mean to love God well and why is that meaningful in our lives? And I would really encourage you, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, to pop back over and listen to that first because the practical strategies, the, the how question is really only meaningful to the degree that we understand why we're doing it. You can have the most perfect habit in the world, a routine that every day gets you in God's word, you're feeling connected with him. But if that's not impacting your life in the way that that he desires and in the way that is best for you, it's not going to stick and it's not going to have an impact. And so we really need to understand the what and the why before we try to jump into the how. So that was episode three, was the what and the why of loving God well. Today, we're digging into how, and we're going to look at five specific practical strategies that we can do every day, every week, every month, every year, that are really going to put the fuel on the fire for our spiritual growth. Now, I certainly hope that at least some of these strategies are already a part of your life, your faith journey, but I know that life gets busy. And sometimes, at least for myself, you know, I'll kind of enter a season where I'm really emphasizing one aspect of my spiritual life and the other stuff, uh, just, it doesn't quite happen as consistently. And then I'll go into a new season where I'm really focusing on that thing that was lacking before. You know, it's just hard to balance it all. Um, so I get that. And I hope that some of this is familiar to you. I am not trying today to lay out some brand new, um, mind-boggling, you've never thought about it before type of strategy to draw close to God. I'm just seeking to open the Bible with you to consider the practical realities of life and to offer five specific strategies that will help you understand how to love God well. Before we dive into that, I want to give a quick disclaimer because I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed professional counselor in the state of South Carolina. But the Love Your People Well podcast and all of the resources offered by Love Your People Well are not specific or personal therapeutic advice. If you are interested in pursuing professional counseling, we have a really helpful resource on the website. It's loveyourpeoplewell.com backslash counseling. Um, And that will kind of walk you through when might professional counseling be helpful? What are some ways to connect with a good counselor and pursue that help and that healing But I want us to be on the same page that this podcast is informational 
and it is meant to be transformational in your life. It's meant to help us grow and to flourish in our relationships and in our lives. But I don't want anyone thinking that this is a personal therapeutic relationship. So I'm going to be giving that disclaimer time and time again, because I think it's really important that we're all on the same page. So with that in mind, let's jump into today's episode. The five strategies that we're going to talk about today are not really in any particular order, except for number five, because number five is really the glue that holds it all together. So you will definitely want to stick around until the end, because without strategy number five, um, we are not going to have a very healthy or holy relationship with the Lord, and we're not going to experience the peace and the purpose and the joy that he wants for us in our lives. But the first four are not really in any particular order. They are all important. Um, You may go through seasons where one of them is particularly strong and and one of them might be particularly weak. Um, But this is all a place for growth through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So I'm just going to go in the order that I wrote them down. And we're going to look at specific passages from the Bible that have helped me in my personal life, in my personal walk with the Lord, to grow closer and closer to Him over the years. And so the first thing that I wrote down um, actually is the, the first scripture passage, scripture verse, that I memorized as a new Christian back in college, um, which is pulling from James chapter 1, verse 22. And the strategy here is that we need to read, listen to, and obey the Bible. Now that is not rocket science. I am very confident that's not the first time you've heard someone say, hey, if you want to be closer to God, read the Bible. Um, but what have I have found is most important in my everyday life is to not just read the Bible, but to actually try to listen to what God is saying and to obey whatever it is that he's saying. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And I think this was so helpful to me early on in my Christian walk and certainly is still helpful today because it's so tempting to read the the verse of the day or even maybe to read a whole chapter, a whole section of the Bible And it's in one ear and out the other because my mind is secretly distracted by the to-do list. That happens to me all the time. Um, Or I'm reading it thinking about, wow, this really applies to my friend's life. Oh my gosh, I'm going to share this with her. It would be so meaningful. Now that's great. But in that moment when I am sitting with the Lord and I'm trying to love him well and follow him well and be close to him, his top priority in that moment is that I... Jessica Hayes in listening to his word and finding out how it applies to my life. And so it is very deceitful for me to read his word and to think about how it applies to somebody else to think about, wow, that was so encouraging. Let me move on with exactly what I was already doing with my life. He wants me to obey his word. So that is our first strategy for how we love God well. We read listen to and obey the Bible. The second strategy that I want to hit on, and I'm going to remind you, these are not in some particular order. They are all important. The second strategy I want us to talk about is to have intimacy and conversation with the Lord. And this is basically what's known as prayer. So again, this is not some new idea that I came up with last night. Ooh, what if we 
prayed? What if we talked to God? That is classic spiritual discipline is to draw near to God in conversation with him. We see this in the Gospels. Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, uh, which tells me that it's not always easy because these men were clearly trying to love God well. That's why they're following Jesus. That's why they gave up their professions, their jobs. That's why they left their homes so that they could love God well. And yet here they are saying, hey, Jesus, could you teach us how to pray? So it's not necessarily easy to pray. And Jesus gives us a wonderful example. I'm not going to dig into the Lord's Prayer right now. Um, I want to talk actually about a different passage in Scripture, which is John chapter 15, verse 4, because this verse has really helped me to deepen my intimacy with God when I am talking with him. And this verse tells us, remain in me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Um, he's about to go to the cross. He's about to die and then be resurrected and ascend back to heaven. And he's telling them, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And this verse is so helpful to me when I am sitting down and trying to pray because I, I try to pray throughout the day. You know, little things will pop up and um, it's really helpful that those moments just say, wow, God, that was amazing. Or, ooh, I am feeling really stressed. Please give me patience. <laughs> Whatever those little moments are throughout the day. But if we really want to love God well, we're also setting aside time to intentionally have conversation with him. And it's so helpful to me to remember that if I want to bear fruit, bear good fruit in my life, I have to remain close to Jesus. And um, I mentioned already that I am often distracted when I'm praying because the to-do list starts running through my head. Um, and I keep a little piece of paper there so when something pops in my mind, I can write it down and that helps it leave my mind. I'm not worried then, oh, am I going to forget that thing that I thought about? But that is often the fruit that I am trying to bear. I want to do these things to take care of my home, to take care of my family, to um, to minister to people through this podcast, through Love Your People Well. There are a lot of things on the to-do list, and they are important, and I do trust that by the Lord's grace they will bear good fruit, but that's only going to happen if I'm remaining in Jesus, if I'm staying close to the true vine. And so that is really helpful for me when I sit down and pray, is to just seek His presence and His voice and to let him speak into my life um, so that those things on the to-do list, all the stuff that's going on is going to actually bear good fruit. So our second practical strategy about how we love God well is to seek intimate conversation with him through prayer. The third strategy that I want to hit on is that it is really helpful in our personal spiritual growth to gather together with other believers on a regular basis. And yes, this would include going to church on Sundays, but it would also include things like being a part of a Bible study or going to some of the events that your women's ministry might have. Gathering together with other people who are seeking to follow after Jesus encourages us and motivates us in our own walk with the Lord. And I really love Hebrews chapter 10 in helping me remember how important this is because it can get easy for me to get caught up in 
those first two strategies. How much time am I spending reading the Bible and applying it to my life? How much time am I spending talking to God? Is that intimate? Is that real? Am I getting distracted? And all of that can start to feel more important than gathering with other believers. But throughout, especially the New Testament, we see repeatedly this call from the early apostles to build the local church. And that's throughout the New Testament because they're sending all these different letters to churches that they've helped to start and they're trying to encourage people. And they really are, are acknowledging that these people, these new Christ followers, need to spend time together if they're going to stand firm in the faith, if they're going to grow spiritually with the Lord, if they're going to experience the full blessings of God in this life. So if we look at what Hebrews chapter 10 tells us we need to do to, to explain how we love God well, it tells us a few different things. It starts in 20, verse 22 I'm looking at that says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. And it moves on in 23 to say, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. And then verse 24 is where I think we see um, the action step there of how do we do this? How do we hold on to this faith? How do we grow with the Lord? It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And the day that it's referencing there is the judgment day, is Christ returning. It's the, the end times, as some people call it. Um, and it's, it's pointing out that it's tempting and it's easy to give up meeting together to start prioritizing other things. And this might be especially true as we're experiencing more and more trials and troubles in life. But it is so important to gather together, to meet together in order to encourage one another and spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I have found this passage so helpful and so encouraging because it is tempting and it is easy to stop prioritizing time with other believers. But that is when I start to get distracted by the things of this world. I start to prioritize things that are not actually priorities and I start to spend my time um, scrolling through my Facebook feed rather than having a meaningful conversation with someone. But we need to do that with the ultimate goal of spurring one another on, of growing in our relationship with the Lord. The fourth strategy that I want to hit on is that we need to worship the Lord as he calls us to worship. And I know many of us think about worship as the musical part of church, right? We sing some songs and we're worshiping the Lord. But Romans chapter 12 actually expands our understanding of this strategy for how we love God well. And it tells us right there at the beginning of chapter 12, that we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Because worship is not just a once a week singing opportunity, or even in your car, you might listen to worship songs every day and sing your heart out to God, and that is wonderful. But what actually pleases him most is when we offer our bodies and our lives as a sacrifice to him. When we say, Jesus, come and fill me and use me in whatever way it is that you know is best. And this really impacts every day of our lives. Because every day we wake up in the morning 
and we have things that we want to accomplish. We have people we are going to interact with. And the question that God wants us to be asking is, am I doing all of this as Jesus Christ, led by fully and completely by Jesus Christ? Am I doing all of this for God, sacrificing the things that I might want, the things that would build my comfort and my security in order to pursue the things of God? This is true and proper worship. And so when we think about how do we love God well, we make our decisions to please him and we have our conversations to please him and we put things on our to-do list that are intended to please him. And part of that, let me remind you right here about pillar number two of the Love Your People Well podcast is that loving yourself is one of those things that God wants you to do. That is meant to be a priority in our lives. I don't think that Romans chapter 12 here is telling us that we need to give and give and give and give and never receive from other people or take time for ourselves. That's part of living a life that is pleasing to God. And so I just want to offer that reminder as we think about this fourth strategy, that true and proper worship of living sacrificially for God is one of the best strategies for how we love him well. So let me close today with the most important strategy for how we love God well. I'm not going to say that other stuff doesn't matter because it does, but it can easily start to become a law. It can start to become that checklist that we have to check off everything every day or else we are failing God. And that is simply not the truth of the gospel because strategy number five is that we need to rely on grace I want to share the passage of scripture that, um, you know, I think James 1.22 was the first verse I ever memorized, but Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 was the second. And what it tells us here in Ephesians 2 is, for it is by grace you have been saved, so that no one can boast. And this verse is so meaningful in how we love God well. I love that this verse includes the fact that it, Part of the reason God saves us by grace is so that I can never boast. I can never boast in any of the good fruit that happens in my life. I can never boast in reading my Bible every day or the wisdom that I've gotten from it. I can never boast in in attending church every single Sunday and I'm gathering with believers. All of that is hopefully happening in my life, but it doesn't happen because I have the perfect plan or because I've somehow managed to find the perfect schedule or calendar for my family. It happens because of God's grace. Everything about loving God well, living our lives well, happens by God's grace. It is by grace that you have been saved so that no one can boast. And that is the fifth strategy for how we love God well. We rely on grace. And when I say rely on grace, I'm thinking of particularly two things. Number one being my thought process, that I do not get caught up in thinking about what I have or haven't done for God, but that I'm thinking about what he has done for me. And the second piece there is relying on grace emotionally. Um, When I start to feel discouraged about what I am or am not doing for God, when I start to feel distant from God because Maybe I'm missing prayer time or I'm praying and I'm just not feeling that connection with him. My emotions do not actually define my spiritual growth or my salvation. 
His grace is what I can rely on. And so in your thought life, in your emotions, rely on grace. So let's review these five practical strategies for how we love God well. We read, listen to, and obey the Bible. We have intimate conversation with the Lord in prayer. We gather regularly with other believers to encourage one another. We worship God by living our lives, thinking our thoughts, having our conversations, all in ways that are sacrificial to Him. And we do all of this relying on God's grace. He is the one that will grow our spiritual life. He is the one that will deepen our faith. He is the one that will get us through trials and temptations, not because we deserve it or we've done anything right or wrong necessarily, but because he loves to pour out his grace on us. So I hope that these five strategies are helpful for you and encouraging for you. Like I mentioned at the beginning, there's probably one or two of them that you feel pretty strong in and others that you don't. And so just take that to the Lord. Let him know where you think you're at today. Ask him to give you wisdom in what the next step might be for you. And I can offer one particular resource that might help you with that, which is a free resource just launched from Love Your People Well, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. The link is right there in the show notes um, to download the 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. What I have found over the years in counseling is that the two places people tend to get the most stuck is reading the Bible regularly and having deep prayer with God. And so this 45-Day Challenge walks you through how to have a daily routine with the Lord, and then it walks through 45 days of some of the most famous passages in scripture, getting you in God's word, and then every day thinking through some regular questions about who God is, who we are, how to apply this this passage to our lives. The goal being that at the end of those 45 days, you've got a new habit because research shows us that about 21 to 30 days of repeating the same action or routine develops a habit in our lives. And so to give it 45 days, girl, you got this. You will continue on with that holy habit of daily time with the Lord. So check out the link in the show notes and download your copy today of the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. Totally free, totally worth it, all for you. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, do it right now. There is no reason to wait. And we will be back next week to dig into our second pillar of loving ourselves well and answering the questions of what does that mean? Why is that important? And how do we do it? So until then, my friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.